Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this edition of Break It Down with Brian H. I'm your host, Brian H. Waters. This show, of course, is brought to you by the Wrestling Realm. First time live right here on Facebook. So make sure if this is your first time joining, first and foremost, thank you very much. And let me let you know where you can catch this podcast. I'm going to put it right there on your screen. So obviously, Follow us right here on Facebook and go on to Twitter. Follow us right there. You can catch us live in action talking about it. And for the newest, join the Facebook fan group. You know, send the, send the request. We'll get you at the door. We'll let you in. Um, make sure you follow us on Instagram and subscribe to the YouTube channel, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, you name it. We are there folks so before we get into today's show i'm going to give a couple of shout outs first and foremost i gotta give a huge shout out to my good friend adrian lawrence on the publishing of her book called stand in the game the playbook for beating sexual harassment in the work for beating workplace sexual harassment congratulations to Adrian Lawrence, make sure you check out her book. She's a huge supporter of the wrestling realm. And you know what? She connects me with other wrestling fans. So Adrian, congratulations. Next, I want to give a shout out to those wrestling girls. You may remember last week right here, Queen PR from those wrestling girls joined me. We talked women's wrestling several months ago. Her co-host, co-founder, Krista B was on the show and we did the same thing. So I always enjoyed their podcast and it gave me a chance to do what I like to do when I'm listening. Let's pick their brains on both of those episodes. So make sure you check those out. Congratulations to them. 30 episodes. Consistency, consistency, consistency is key. And like I said, I personally enjoy their show. And so um, make sure you check it out. Make sure you uh, subscribe to them on all podcasting platforms. And then uh, last but certainly not least, and that is View from the Top Rope. View from the Top Rope celebrating 150 episodes. Uh, big, huge congratulations to them. They went out there and just doing their thing. So um, shout out to my boys over there, Chad, Diesel, JB, um, shout out to them doing their thing. Um, Diesel uh, was one of the early, uh, one of the first fans of Break It Down with Brian H. Always uh, giving the support. Chad as well. He was also on the show. So make sure you check that out. So folks, let's get into this week's content. Becky Lynch, folks, congratulations to the man becoming a mom certainly she had to relinquish her wwe raw women's championship the very championship that she won at last year's wrestlemania and you know we've been watching wrestling long enough and you may say well why isn't becky in the match why why aren't they putting her in the match and now we realize it's because she was, she's expected. So congratulations to her. And, you know, I started thinking about this. Um, just want to let y'all know, make sure you go ahead and share 
this as you tune in, share it with your friends and family, you know, all your wrestling friends, um, hit the share button. But as I was thinking about this, I said, you know, Becky is essentially the biggest star to leave, um, to leave wrestling, right? She's the biggest star to leave because of pregnancy. Generally, you know, last year, um, there was Maria. She, you know, was sidelined for a little bit. But what I mean is, like, you don't really hear about the the guys. Obviously, you know, the men, they can still work. Uh, you know, you had the Miz who was one the you know, he was the Intercontinental Champion, I believe, going into WrestleMania. There was the question, would he miss WrestleMania or would he not? Because he was... Um, because his wife was expected, but Becky Lynch, this is unprecedented territory. She's the women's champion. She's on top of the world. The biggest crossover star at her peak that we've seen in a long time. Essentially, she's bigger than some of the men, regardless of how you feel about it. Everybody knows I've been vocal about being, you know, a little over her being the champion, but nonetheless, there's no denying what she's done. There's no denying on the things that she's been doing. So you look at that and you're like, you know, wow, this is, this is crazy because think about this. And I started thinking about this. It would have been almost as if Stone Cold Steve Austin leaving um, while he was at the peak at 98. And I know I'm not saying she's the female Austin folks, the ladies version of Stone Cold. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is in her division, she is what Stone Cold was in 98, 99. So for Becky Lynch to essentially leave while on top, this is different. Something that's never been done before, but nonetheless, congratulations to her and congratulations to Seth Rollins. Um, I know that a lot of people was like, well, you know, was that really cool? Should they did that? Yada, yada, yada. So what? I thought that, um, you know, the stuff that Shayna Baszler said, to Natalia, I thought that was incredible. Um, you know, Shayna just making uh, almost making a mockery. It's so on brand for her, so that doesn't surprise me at all, to be honest with you. But you know, I, I'm sitting here, and you know, so like I said, we got a new champion, Oscar. Oscar is the champion. I thought this was great. It made sense. Money in the bank winner. When you look at it, like I said, I had a hard time choosing. Who's going to win money in the bank this year? But it made sense. You know, it made sense for Oscar. So, um, you know, nonetheless, I, I was happy for her. And now I want to know what's next. What's next for Oscar? Let me know. Who do you think will be next? Let me see if I can pull this up where I can actually see what um, everybody. Oh, shout out. To my man Pop, listen to this. The Rock says it doesn't matter. Uh, we all know Pop is a huge wrestler fan. That's Clifton Diggs in the chat. I call him Pop. That's what he is. He Pop. You know, when you throw, we play softball. Boom, that glove Pop. But nonetheless, um, we look at what's going on with um, Oscar. I think it's going to be interesting. I want to see Oscar and Shayna Baszler. I want to see what happens. This is the match that I think will be great. You think about the two women who essentially dominated NXT. And yes, Asuka never lost. She had to relinquish the title due to injury and she went to the main roster. 
But Shayna Baszler, she lost the title. Quite frankly, she did to Rhea Ripley, but she dominated for so long. So I think a match between her and Asuka, it'll be great. We know we have seen Asuka tap out, but we haven't seen, um, you know, we haven't seen her and Shayna in a, a really good program. So I'm definitely interested in seeing that. Um, I look at, you know, let's move on. Next week, Drew McIntyre, Baron Corbin. Not really looking forward to it. It's kind of one of those so what type of ordeals, to be honest with you. Um, you know, I'm like, big deal. Um, I really like, I like Drew McIntyre, but he's really suffering not having fans there. And I think him and Andrade could have a bigger program, but they keep giving us these matches and McIntyre keeps beating him. So it's like, who cares? So I, I just think that's really hurting him in the long run. I'm going to be honest with you. I think it's hurting him, you know? Uh, they So that's what I want to see. They got to figure that out, you know? Um, but you know what? I'm going to go ahead and move on to my tapped out this week. Here's our tapped out segment of the week. So this week's tapped out. Oh, man, I ain't giving too much much. This week's tapped out, Jake the Snake Roberts and Brandy Rhodes and Lance Archer and Cody Rhodes, all this stuff going on. My tapped out is the simple fact that when Cody Rhodes went out there, it didn't seem believable. It just didn't. You mean to tell me that a man puts a snake on your wife, you're going to show up to the arena in a nice brand new truck, have them focus on the truck, and you're wearing, I understand you the president or whatever, senior vice president or vice president, executive vice president, but you're going to wear, um, you're going to be dressed nice? No, made no sense at all. Uh, it should have been, um, it really should have been, Cody running out there and just simply beating the mess out of him. I'm, that's what it should have been. You know, there's no way he should have went out there and just tried to, you know, beat up Lance Archer, but just kind of hit him with a couple of wrestling moves and all that. Now nah, it shouldn't have been nothing stopping him. And he shouldn't have went alone. Let's be real. You, you got these guys that's the elite or are they your buddies or not? Whatever. You, he shouldn't have went alone. Lance Archer's a big dude, but he should have went out there arm him. He wants to be like Triple H. Let's be real. Grab um, a kid, um, a sledgehammer. Go out there and take out Lance Archer and take out Jake the Snake or have them running from you. That's what I should have saw. So I didn't like that at all. I thought it was not believable. I was not a fan of it. So that's where I am with that. Um, moving on, Sami Zayn forced to let go of the intercontinental championship. I didn't do too much reading on that, but I will say, I know a lot of people are not happy about this. They are, you know, quite frankly, they're disappointed. So mm, that's interesting. He, nonetheless, we're going to have a tournament for the brand new United, uh, intercontinental champion. We'll see what happens there. Um, Let's see what happens, you know, quite frankly. Um, it's, it, it sucks, that's for sure, but 
it is what it is, you know. But I'm going to go ahead and take a break. I'll be back after this message. Superstars who have thrived. Let's, let's talk about it. Okay, let's start with my personal favorite, the main one off breaks. Cody Rhodes. Yeah. It's timely. Let's just dive into it. Mm-hmm. Cody Rhodes. Naturally, his name is Rhodes. So it didn't matter what he did or where he was going to go. He was determined to make a name for himself. Right. When Cody first asked for his release from the WWE, he was kind of traveling, and he kind of didn't know who he was just yet. You saw different sides of Cody Rhodes. You saw different personas. But halfway through, you begin to see this guy find himself, and he found himself, to me personally, I think when he decided to become a villain. Yeah. Becoming the American nightmare for Cody was a changing point and a turning point, in my opinion, in his career. Mm-hmm. I began to see him do some of his best work that I enjoyed in other promotions, specifically in Ring of Honor, as well as New Japan Pro Wrestling and a couple of other stops he made along the way. Man, I wish his father was still around to see him become the American Nightmare. I, I'm almost afraid that Dusty would end up leaving the WWE just to follow, to do something special with his sons. I yeah. mean, it's, it's not the first time Dusty has competed with Vince, WCW, mm-hmm. uh, NWA. NWA. Again, he was the booker for Jim Crocker Promotions, for mm-hmm. goodness sake. I think yeah. at the time they sold the company. I could be wrong. But to see Cody Rose transform into who he was now, coming from Stardust, mm-hmm. funny in his own right, but he wasn't being used. He was a main event guy, WWE Superstars guy. And to kind of blow up and to see what he's evolved into today, yep. partnering with his buddies to take part in this, his own company, huge difference. Yeah. So. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. And I'm back, ladies and gentlemen. So make sure you check out that um, episode of the Wrestling Realm. The real Dwayne Allen and I bringing to you the... Life after WWE episode. So there you got a preview of us talking about what Cody has done. Obviously, as we just talked about him earlier on the show. Uh, but we also talked about John Morrison, who's back in the WWE and a number of superstars. So I got to give a huge shout out to my cousin Ed. It's just celebrating a birthday. Listen, in. love you, man. I know he was sitting up there. He wants a shot at one of these championships and always talks about putting somebody through a table. It's not happening. Um, but, uh, let's get into, uh, what else was we, um, yeah, all right, don't have it on here, but, um, yeah, so Edge, Randy Orton, Edge challenged him to a match, folks, Edge, I mean, Randy Orton challenged Edge to a match, a wrestling match, because Randy Orton, you know, he went on to talk about how he knows he's the best wrestler, one of the best wrestlers to ever do it. I'm interested to see where they go with this. I think it'll be a good match. I'm, I'm already saying Randy's going to win, but I want to see the psychological story they're going to tell because I know Randy's going to try to get the best out of Edge and he's going to try to start off technical and then the Viper's going to kick in. He's going to do something sadistic, but I'll be happy to see what happens. I want to see how much, how much we're going to get from Edge because he says he's back and... As a huge Edge fan, I want to see those dream matchups. Give me Edge versus AJ Styles. Give me Edge versus Drew McIntyre, this version. You know, So that's what I'm interested to see. 
I would love to see him wear the WWE Championship again. Only time will tell. So that's what I'm interested to see. What do they do with the Rated R Superstar? AEW tonight. Brody Lee, you know, he destroyed Christopher Daniels. We knew that was going to happen. But then Moxley came out there. Moxley said he's going to pay. He said he doesn't tolerate disrespect. Gotta be honest, I'm still not feeling John Moxley, folks. I know a lot of people love him, but he's just not my guy. Moxley is great, but to me, his best days are behind him in WWE. I feel like all the, the juice is gone. It's nothing that makes me say, oh, I want to see this guy on television. Now, Brody Lee, I want to see what happens with him. I really hope he wins the championship and I want to see Moxley chase a little bit. But if you ask me right now, AEW shouldn't have never put that stipulation in because Cody Rhodes should be their champion. And I don't think he's going to win the title, the uh, TNT championship coming up at double or nothing, but Cody Rhodes should be the AEW champion. So what that he's the executive vice president who cares? We shouldn't know that anyway. And then don't even get me started on Kenny Omega. But, you know, maybe I'll talk about that uh, a little bit later. Um, but, yeah, let's move back to the women's uh, wrestling. We have the Iconics making their return on Monday night as we saw them come out there while Nikki and Nikki uh, Cross and Alexa Bliss was out there. And they was uh, on the show and they made it. They told him, like, look, yeah, we used to be champions. We held the titles for quite a few months. I think it was four months. And they won another uh, shot at those titles. And, you know, the ladies would go on to have a match where, you know, the Iconics was successful. They did get it done. But now it makes you wonder, so are they going next in line? Could they cause division between Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross? I personally don't see them being a tag team that much longer. I know a lot of people may agree they may not, but I don't. I don't see Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross being a team for that much longer. I think what's going to happen is the Iconics may cost them, and then slowly but surely you're going to start to see a heel turn because there's no doubt about it that Alexa Bliss is a better heel than she is a face, and Nikki Cross is somebody that's easily for everybody to get sympathy behind. That's all I'm saying. But um, moving over to AEW, they had a four-way women's match where they had the number one contender, Hakura Shida, who was like number one ranking for the women's championship. And, you know, over there, for those who do not know, AEW does this ranking system, kind of like sports. And by her winning this match, she remained like number one in the ranking system. But a lot of stories to be told here because you're, she got her match. She won. She's set. Nyla Rose, she, um, Sheeta, AEW, double or nothing. But then you also saw Britt Baker really take it to Chris Statlander. And she was really like had her hand. And for those who do not know, Dr. Britt Baker, let me correct myself. And, you know, she does this thing where she rips your teeth out and then you got to pay her to fix them, essentially. She went out there and she essentially kept her mouth in, um, kept her uh, hands into the mouth of Statlander. And I'm sitting there watching, I'm like, oh boy, man, this is, this is getting good. So as she kept doing that, you know, 
you sit there and you wonder like, all right, so where are they going with this, right? And, excuse me. <coughs> no, it's not that. And it always happens during the show. I really wish I knew. Um, really wish I knew why that happened. But, nonetheless, um, Britt Baker, this sets up. Now, she will take on Statlander at double or nothing. I like the fact that she was so locked in to what she was doing that she missed an opportunity to jump in there and get the win. It made sense. Um, it's just little stuff like that that makes sense as a wrestling fan that I like to see. Like, it's just it just makes sense. Like, you got your hand in her mouth, you're beating her up, and you finally get the upper hand, and it's like, oh, yeah, by the way, there's a pin going on. So, that's where I am with that. Um, also, on the NXT tonight, we saw... T, um, first, we had, they had a couple of women's matches, actually. You had Tegan Knox defeating Indy Hartwell. Um, Tegan Knox really getting going. You know, we all know the story with her and Dakota Kai. So, you know, I really want to see where, where, what happens with her. Dakota Kai, she had a very cool vignette with her and Reina Gonzalez, and they're on a mission. I look at them as the Shawn Michaels diesel parent. You look at Dakota Kai, she's talented, she's tired of being pushed around. You know, essentially, she's like this year's, this, this, this version of Bailey. And now you see um, Reina Gonzalez, who's the muscle for her. Man, man, oh man. <laughs> That's definitely going to get good. But also tonight, we saw. Aaliyah taking on Caden Carter. Um, Aaliyah came up short, but, you know, um, Rob, the, I think his name, Rob Stone, the guy who was usually with Chelsea Green, he came out there, and so I'm assuming maybe he's going to take her under a wing. I don't know. I'm looking at Aaliyah, and I'm like, I'll be honest with you. This is like no offense, but I'm like, man, she's still around. They have to see something in her. It felt like she's never really got going. And I just don't know what it is. You look at all the ladies that's come that surpassed her, you know. And, I mean, she's been down there since, I believe, since Paige. So, I know a lot of people may not like to hear that, but that's what I'm saying, you know. So, we'll see what happens. Um, Moving back over to AEW, Chris Jericho kept talking about a guy named Sugar Dunkerton, who we, or Sugar D, he kept calling him Pineapple Pete. Well, they had a match, and unfortunately, Jericho beat him. But then afterwards, you know, he kind of said, all right, now that I'm done with this, he made it known that we, the inner circle, have their eyes on the elite. And they challenged him. You know, earlier tonight, Say, um, Hardy and o- Matt Hardy and Kenny Omega were victorious over Santana, Santana and Ortiz. And Chris Jericho didn't forget, obviously. And what's going to happen? He's challenged the inner circle. The inner circle has challenged the elite, which they accepted to a stadium stampede match. They're going to go in for a stadium, an empty football field, probably the Jacksonville Jaguars field. I would think it would make sense because, you know. Tony Khan owns the Jaguars, or his dad owns the Jaguars, but they're going to go over there and they're going to wreak havoc, a match all over the stadium. I can't wait. I think it's going to be good coming up at May 23rd at Double or Nothing. But I'm going to go ahead and take my 
final break. For those who do not know, I also host another podcast. It's called Breaking Through the Glass Ceiling. This is a podcast where I invite my guests to come on and share their stories of success. But this week, I have on my good buddy, Joshua A. Vinson, who is a reporter in the Midwest, but he was also a basketball reporter. And he was Derrick Rose reporter at the height of Derrick Rose's career. He was his um, writer for his website. So in this clip right here, he's going to discuss the night Derrick Rose hit that iconic shot against the Cavaliers where, where he was. I was there at that game where, uh, where Derrick shot that shot. And like and from, from where I was at, at the press box, you couldn't really see his facial expression. I just remember everybody rushing to him and picking him up. And he was just kind of like real chill. And the audience was like crazy. The fans were going crazy. And just that whole press conference vibe was just so, so cool. And it was like that was that time where you just felt like, okay, this might be the Bulls moment. But then obviously, you know, the Cavs, you know, eventually won, <laughs> eventually won that series. And it was just unfortunate, too, because then, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't the next year. That's when Thibodeau ended up getting fired. So it was just kind of mm-hmm. like, you know, it was all that hype going into that, like, man, the Bulls could just finally come, you know, get over that, and, and they didn't. And it was just kind of like a letdown. But I think a lot of people will forever remember that moment, you know, and it was just a lot of fun for me, again, just being a Chicago kid, a Chicago guy, just kind of writing about the Bulls, you know, writing about, you know, Derrick Rose, writing about the excitement and the electricity in the city. And I'm back, ladies and gentlemen. So make sure you download Break It Through Glass Ceilings, wherever you get your podcast from. So if you already subscribed to the Wrestling Room right here, whether it's on Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, um, iHeartRadio, Pandora Radio, you can also search Breaking Through Glass Ceilings with Brian H. So this week on Monday Night Raw, the Street Profits. Yes, the Street Profits took on the Viking Raiders in a basketball match, a two-on-two basketball match. So I'm watching this. Now, I like how they played the stereotype. You had the two athletic guys against the two Raiders. Let me be real, call for what it is. You had the two black guys against the two white guys. And the two black guys was just dominating on basketball court. And then you had the two white guys who essentially didn't know how to play the sport. And, you know, they didn't know that you're supposed to shoot the ball in the hoop. Then eventually things change. Yep, things change. And you saw the Viking Raiders get their act together, and they proved that, hey, guess what? We can shoot threes. And it said, basically, they were saying, anything you could do, we can do better. You have to believe that messes with the psyche of the Street Profits. Bianca Belair reminded them, you guys never beat them. So I really enjoyed this because I believe that once this really gets going, this is going to show you, this is going to be a huge win for the Street Profits. Because, yeah, they're the tag team champions, but they got that one nemesis that they just can't beat. And when they finally do it, it's going to mean something. So that's what I'm excited to see what happens with the Street Profits when they finally beat the Viking Raiders. But I do believe that the Viking Raiders will take the tag titles off of them first. I don't think they're going to beat them in a uh, 
retaining the championship situation, I think the Viking Raiders get the tag titles from them first. So, um, let's see. Oh, man, all right, I guess it's all right. So, yeah, moving on. Um, oh, yeah, you know what? One point I wanted to make about Becky Lynch earlier, right, was the fact that the WWE, you know, we talked about her comparison to Stone Cold Steve Austin. You look at different eras and you look at t-shirts, right? So John Cena's had a, probably a t-shirt for every year he was in the business, right? But so there's not really one that really sticks when you think about John Cena t-shirt. But everybody else, you know, with Stone Cold, it's the iconic Austin 316 t-shirt. Hulk Hogan, it's the iconic Hulkamania t-shirt. The NWO, obviously, it's, it's only one. I mean, yeah, they got the black and the red, but it's really only one, the black and the white. Becky Lynch had that icon, the iconic The Man shirt, a T-shirt that you could literally wear anywhere, and nobody would have. You didn't. If you wanted to be a closet wrestling fan, you could be. One thing the WWE did, which you see right there on your screen, is they made it The Mom. They changed that. And I was like, man, you know, I tweeted, um, this would have been the perfect for Mother's Day if they made the announcement beforehand. This has been a perfect gift. But obviously they, you know, I guess they wanted to wait till, it, it made sense more storyline and merchandising for them to say, let's wait till after Money in the Bank. Boom, Oscar finds out on Monday Night Raw she's the champion. Then, you know, they could, ratings are struggling, so they could say, hey, Becky Lynch has a big announcement that makes you tune in. But that was the thing I looked at, like, I was like, man, they really playing off of that. And then they got the other shirt that says the Ma, and then they got the N blacked out. So, you know, shout out to Becky doing her thing. Um, like I said, congratulations to her. Um, but, you know, she's still going to be making money. And, it's just, you know, I don't know if her career is over, but if it is, congratulations to her. Um, you look at main event in WrestleMania, uh, main event in survivor series royal rumble uh coming close to winning it even though she did she win it yeah she did win i'm tripping yeah winning the royal rumble you know um so there's just so much she's done what else can she do in wrestling let's be real right she's won the raw tag the raw women's champion and the smackdown women's champion beating ronda rousey nobody else has done that in the wwe ring so like i said congratulations to her um, MVP, Bobby Lashley, MVPs, this, I, I want to see this work. I believe MVP can be the guy to take Lashley to the WWE championship. He's the perfect manager. He is a salesman. MVP is a salesman. He can sell ice to an Eskimo. Therefore, I think he's the perfect person for Bobby Lashley to have in his corner. We saw what Lashley had when he had Leo Rush. And, you know, just let Lashley go out there and dominate. He got somebody motivating him. MVP is the perfect motivator. So I would love to see that. But you, you look at AEW, and you see Taz essentially trying to do the same thing with Darby Allen. And Darby Allen ain't trying to hear none of that. Not trying to hear none of that at all. And now, before I close out, Saturday, June 7th, NXT, well, DX, Announced that NXT's takeover will be called Takeover in Your House. 
bringing back the in your house name. So a lot of people, maybe I'll do an in your house special. Yeah, I think I, I might do that. Maybe I'll call on a special guest for that one. But yeah, take over in your house. Uh, for those who do not know, in your house was all the other pay per views that wasn't WrestleMania, SummerSlam, Survivor Series, King of the Ring, or Royal Rumble. They were in your house. Then it became in your house with the second name. in your house, D Generation X, in your house, Rock Bottom, in your house, um, Judgment Day, in your house, Over the Edge. I think. Some of those were called that. Maybe they wasn't. Maybe um, they got away from that. But definitely there was In Your House Beware of Dog. So the In Your House pay-per-views were really cool. They were, at the time when WWE, the other shows were like three hours. The In Your House pay-per-views were like two hours. Um, I remember them being about 15, 20 bucks. So they were generally cheaper. So um, glad to see them using that name. It's a lot of names they really should use. Bring Use Starcade for real. Stop giving us... Starcade as a house show and you know showing it the logo is so cool it's so iconic just go ahead and use it bring back halloween havoc i'm not a halloween guy by any means but halloween havoc is such a big deal bring it back <laughs> bring back halloween havoc folks so um that's gonna do it for this episode of Break it down with Brian H, folks. So, as always, like I said, this is your first time listening in. Thank you very much. Make sure you subscribe. If you're watching on YouTube, maybe you're watching a replay on YouTube, click down below, hit the subscribe button. Go on Facebook or right here. Like the fan page, you know, it's right here. Like it. Hit the like button. Get all the updates. Go on Instagram. Like our page on Instagram. Check out some of the cool photos. The real Dwayne Allen just today. Yes, just today posted some photos where he might have <laughs> took a few shots. So make sure you check that out. Obviously, you know, follow us on Twitter. Um, make sure you, you, you know, tweet at us during the wrestling shows. You can do that. We got you. And then go on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Anchor Make sure you give us a subscription and a rating. Until the next time, folks, I'm Brian H. Waters. So long, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Break It Down with Brian H. Hit the subscribe button and turn on the bell so you get notified every time the wrestling realm post new content.